Hi, welcome to the Garbage Chat Show here on Buzzing Batea. The show we talk about things that happen right here, right now, as well as generally use tips, information, and advice. I'm delighted. Join me today is Han. How are you doing, my friend? Pleasure. All good? Yeah, everything's fine. We are pretty welcome to on uh, Padia Clang. Come up here. What a restaurant you've got, my friend. What a restaurant. It's beautiful. Well, I made it real small compared to um, the past restaurants that I had in Hong Kong. Just wanted to be intimate and um, luxurious, but relaxed. Yeah. I still allow people coming in with their shorts. What do you mean? They're fine. It's Pattaya. Uh, are you telling me I'm dressed incorrect? No, I mean, <laughs> people want to come uh, to restaurants now. They don't want to get formal. Yeah. They don't want to be dressed up, but they want to be in a great environment, eat good food, have great cocktails. I'll tell you what, you've got a lovely place. So before we talk about your restaurant here, where are you? I'm originally born in New York, Lower East Side, Manhattan. And at eight years old, then I went to uh, Florida. Yeah. I was up, um, you know, raised in Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And then I was fortunate enough at 17, graduating high school and went to Switzerland in the Montreux Palace to get uh, training in the kitchen. And from there, I went to Lyon, France, and then went to Italy and came back to um the States and yeah. worked in a lot of really great restaurants because back then I'm 62 years old now, back yeah. then, yeah, <laughs> back then when you, um, you know, the European chefs the great European chefs would go to America yeah. because the conditions were better to work and they had better salaries, which gave us a chance to learn. However, the punishment and abuse you have to go through with some of the the greatest chefs um, was very south. And, you know, you work about 15, 16 hours a day for 200 U.S. a month. Yeah, so it's it's not exactly a, a luxurious job or a well-paying job, but you, if you want to learn your craft, you, you need to put your dues in. And, you know, going to school today, a culinary school today is all great. I didn't, you know, I was raised by a single mother, so you didn't have 25,000 U.S., uh, for a semester of school back then, which was a fortune, you know. Um, so I decided to do apprenticeships and work and get hands-on experience, which, you know, brought me to um, Asia in 1990, where I opened up the biggest hotel for Shangri-La International, which was called the China World Hotel. I had 12 different expatriates, Europeans working for me, 28 years old. And, you know, to get the respect from someone who's European, and also who was a lot older than you, well, I did it. I had 680 staff with Chinese, 21 restaurants, and that really was the stepping stone of the career. And then I moved on to Thailand, uh, joined the Shangri-La in Thailand, and only worked there for about five or six months with the owner, wanted me to go to Hong Kong and run his private club. So that's how my whole story went. I ran the Aberdeen Marina Club for 10 years, um, I then had an opportunity to get the best location in Hong Kong in the IFC Mall. Yeah. Um, so one match made me with a partner that gave me 1.5 million U.S. in six hours. And uh, off we go. I opened up Harlan's in 2004. Yeah. IFC Financial District, and I paid the investment back in six and a half months. Yeah, it was quite easy. I mean, when you have, um, in 2004, when the stock market in, uh, the hen saying was, uh, about 8,000 point. It had doubled already by the end of the year. Um, investment bankers, uh, had big budgets mm. they could just max out their TT entertainments 
and those boys can drink good wine. So when you were younger, I mean, at what age did you think to yourself, do you know what, I'm going to pursue being a chef? I didn't really do that, but at 14 years old, I started off working as a dishwasher for 25 cents an hour in a Chinese restaurant called China Lane. And um, from there, you know, I got into a lot of mischief as a young kid. Yeah. And um, that sort of was the discipline to get out of the bad environments and, you know, try to learn a craft. Mm. Um, it's a very, very, very hard profession. I was going to ask you about that because, yeah. I mean, you know, myself, I'm, I'm completely naive to what you guys go through in order to perfect the culinary skills that you can do. I mean, when I, when I would think to myself, okay, I'm going to go to learn to, to become a chef. I mean, how demanding is it? I mean, what kind of things do you have to go through in order well, to get the level? You know, first of all, knowing how to manage um, a team is very important. Like, you know, the old days of the European, you know, where they scream and yell and hit you and everything. Well, those days have finally stopped. Okay. Because no one's going to work under those conditions. But, you know, when, when I was... And doing the training and coming up as a young, um, you know, a young cook, um, that's the conditions which you were under. Yeah, it was an extremely like, but, you know, the pressure of running a restaurant, let alone one, I had 12 in Hong Kong. So, you know, I built from one restaurant dream, it turned into 12, and it was very, very successful. And after 23 years in Hong Kong, I sold my uh, group uh, to my partner, and I decided, and I told my wife, oh, okay, I'm going to retire, but we didn't know where we're going to retire. So um, my wife is from Taiwan. We went to Taiwan for three weeks. I didn't really enjoy it to say, oh, this would be a great place for me to live. But however, we went to Chiang Mai, and three weeks in Chiang Mai, three weeks in Bangkok, and then... I had said, oh, you know, I went to this place um, 26 years ago. It's not the most ideal place in the world, Pattaya, but it's got an ocean. So we came here. I, I love the ocean. I love fishing. I love to be on the water. So we came here, and within six months' time, I was bored out of my mind. I had nothing to do. And um, so I opened up a restaurant uh, in Pratunak, yeah, which was called Kalfer Baharwan Goldstein, and I made it very, very theatrical. Um, I also had some mental problems in my brain, over-partying, going out every night and everything, and drinking too much. Um, so I've stopped all that now for three years. Brilliant. And you know, just try to stay healthy and good and relaxed and calm. Anybody would know me four years ago and they see me and they ask me if I'm sick now because I'm very relaxed and calm compared to before. But that's okay. Everybody has mid-life mid crisis, you know. Uh, in our life, we um, just have to learn every day and, you know, keep coming along. But I opened this restaurant by accident. It was three and a half years. Um, I drove through the parking lot of Welcome Town. I saw a lot of empty shops. You know, COVID did a lot of um, destruction throughout the world. And so I decided, like, okay, maybe this would be a great spot, you know, something to do. I had called the whole entire Thai team back that worked for me, eight staff. Um, and they all came back and resigned immediately from their job. So 
you know, if you know how to work with Thai people um, or Chinese people or American people, you know, UK, whoever it is, you've got to know how to manage people and be, um, you know, be considerate to, you know, get the team. Mm. Um, I always have a philosophy is that um, I always told the team that I'm not the boss. And they said, why are you not the boss? I said, because the customer is the boss. When the customer comes to your restaurant and he enjoys your experience and he comes back again and he pays the bill, well, he deserves to be the boss, not me. So um, that's, you know, you know, learning learning to work with people together is, is super, super cool. And this restaurant, is, you know, I only built it for like 23 seats. I open at 5 o'clock. I close at 9.30. On the brunch, we do it, uh, a brunch, five courses from around the world, changes every week. We give you a complimentary appetizer and dessert included. And you pick your dish, and it's quite easy. Um, the last restaurant I could bring entertainment on Sundays, which you know we bring uh, a band in and yeah. have some entertainment. But this restaurant's a little bit more smaller. And um, I think you know overall, Bataya and every other place in the world is just trying to get back on its feet. Yeah, I think. And I think you know a lot of the visitors that have come to Bataya. You've got to remember when, you know, when you were coming from uh, Scotland or UK or wherever you were and your airline ticket was 8,000 pounds, it's probably like 19,000 pounds now. So it's it's doubled and, you know, it's understandable. Um, prices of food have gone up. Prices of food, prices of living has gone up. Everything has gone up. So, But the customer-consumer... A lot of them got hurt during that situation, so I I fully understand. I try to make the price um, very very comfortable for everybody. I I even do a three course uh, tasting menu for one thousand two hundred eighty. So very cool. If you're wanting news, very very good ingredients, um, you have to understand it's expensive for good ingredients. Yes, yeah, so. totally. Question I want to ask you is about your menu. I mean, you know. If I was going to open up a, a restaurant, not I would ever do, but if I would, because of my lack of culinary skills, it would be like beans on toast and it would be like a full English breakfast. Because you've got that such high level of expertise in the kitchen, how hard is it for you to create the menu? Because I'm sure you must be critiquing every single dish. I mean, how, how do you come up with your dishes and your ideas? Is it based on your history or is it something you think, oh, I really want to create? Well, I think... I think I have a good knowledge of the food from around the world. I've worked in Mexico. I've been to many different countries. The most fascinating thing for me, actually, is to learn different style of food. So why do I present the menu and say that I'm, you know, I'm doing like a worldwide cuisine? Because it allows me to do many different countries, different tastes, different textures. And that's exciting for me, like, you know, whether I'm doing a Peruvian dish. My background is trained as a European chef, mostly in French cuisine. However, uh, I changed my style using a lot of Italian ingredients before. And then it evolved and I kept going and changing, you know. Even like when I opened up the restaurant, I was doing my own pastrami and corned beef. But, you know, the process to make that, like just to make the pastrami is about 12 days in the brine. 
then I have to smoke it for seven hours, I have to steam it for four. It's a huge process. And, you know, if the meat's six kilos, you probably get about four and a half, uh, 4.8 kilo left on the shrinkage. So it's, you know, it's something that hard to work with, uh, you know, as a specialty or, or offering some barbecue smoke brisket or something. So that's, um, it, it allows me to really go all over the world and give the customer the experience of something different. And um, great team, great customers. I've got a really good, loyal bunch that keeps coming back. And, you know, I think in the end of September, a lot more people will start to come back into So It's been, uh, the town's been extremely quiet July and August. However, uh, the traffic's still very, very heavy. In terms of you as a, as a customer, we go out and uh, visit many of the restaurants around town. I mean, what do you like as a customer? Do you, do you sit there and look at everything or do you just try and forget that you are at the level that you are at and you just say, do you know I'm just going to enjoy my dinner or do you critique everything? No, I don't critique it at all. However, if I go to a restaurant like in Bangkok or Hong Kong or Singapore and it's got a super high rating, then my expectations will be very, very high. However, in Bataya, when I go to a restaurant, if I enjoy it, I go back. Um, and you know, I have a experience uh, again and again. However, if I didn't enjoy it, I might wait a little bit, go back again, try it again and see if it improved. And if not, I don't say anything and I just don't go back because at the end of the day, a customer has a choice. If you go to a place and you felt, oh, that was a great experience. The staff were friendly. The food was good. The value was nice. They offer something unique. Then you like to go back to that. And in Bataya, there's very few restaurants that I can really say, like, wow, this is unbelievable. Um, you but, been to McDonald's? Uh, yeah, it used to be a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, but so what I'm trying to say is that you, you have a choice. And I think, personally, in Bataya, I think it's getting better slowly and slowly and improving and, um, you know, the roads are getting better and the, the clientele is getting better. We want, you know, I, I really don't want to say it in this in a negative way, but I'm hoping that we really keep upgrading everything here. And if it does get a little bit more expensive, then we can sort of have that kind of clientele go to Cambodia and let them enjoy that because, you know, you might say, everybody's saying, like, you know, it's the Cheap Charlie's that come here. Well, Cheap Charlie's restaurants has two now, and they're packed. So that tells you something. Tells you something about the clientele that's coming is that they're very, very budget-orientated. But not all. Not all. About 10% want to go out and have a really good time. Yeah. What's your most popular dish on your menu? I think right now I use this Wagyu of Clang steak and I serve it with the mac and cheese um, with a truffle flavor inside and with a three peppercorn sauce um, that people seem to really enjoy. Um, and, you know, it's just everything. The menu is short, it's tight, but it changes all the time. And that's, you, you know, everything changes, but I don't change certain things. You know, they've got to stay on the menu because people... They request that. They, yeah. they, they want that. Yeah. yeah. 
So away from uh, the restaurant, away from doing what you do, how do you relax? Um, I like training a lot. Um, I enjoy boxing. I enjoy riding. I like to drive that, you know, and go out on a, a on a ride. And um, yeah, that's that's what I like to do. I like to go fishing, and I also like to go to restaurants and eat, and you know, experience something unique and different. So, so when you go to some of the restaurants here, I mean, obviously you're a very well known character. So when you go in there, thinking, oh, it's going to be, he's going to be looking at me, food now, quick, mate, up, up your game, make sure you up your game. No, 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 really chill it out. What do you think when other restaurateurs coming here? I'm happy. I'm proud. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud that they would come here and try it. And you know, I, I do have a, a few of the other restaurant people come here. They want to try, and everyone's always curious when you open a place. They want to go. Oh, he just opened this, you know. What is he, you know, what is he doing? And um, it's normal, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, you, you're very well established here. You've got a fantastic reputation. I mean, the food here is, is phenomenally good. In terms of away from here, I mean, do you ever see yourself relaxing and, and chilling out and actually saying, do you know what, I'm done? I mean, would you take one of your members here and, and train them and teach them to, to try to follow in your footsteps rather than... When you say that's, I'm done. This is, I'm very fortunate when I was young and didn't have any money and worked, you know, you know, many, many hours a day just to survive. Um, I am financially well off right now. So this is not really a business for me. Okay. Um, this is what you call passion or hobby without being snobbish. Yeah. Um, it's something what I really enjoy to do. I love cooking. It allows me, you know, if I come at three o'clock in the afternoon and I create some dishes and we have 10 or 15 customers, I'm more than happy with that. Yeah. So it's not a question of like, oh my God, you know, it's a slow season now. What are we going to do and stuff like that? So that's, that's not the point at all. And I always wondered, like when I was young, around 30, and I was seeing all these rich people buying restaurants just for entertainment, so now I understand what it is. I also have, like, you know, I have eight full-time staff here yeah. for, like, 15 or 20 customers. So anybody in their right mind, like, would say, like, what kind of business model is this? Wait a minute, he opens at 5, closes at 9.30, you've got eight staff. He's doing 15 to 20 customers a night. But it's okay. I like working with them. I enjoy it. Yeah. Good people. I mean, obviously, they came back after working with me for three years and came back again. After three and a half years, it was. So I was really, really frustrated and bored during the during the COVID, man. You're like, I'm not the type of person that wants to go to a pub every day and drink. When you're at home, who does the cooking? Ah, my wife, actually, I eat, I eat some of my wife's black pepper chicken last night, okay. and it was outstanding. I bet she must be nervous as hell. Nah, she. Oh, he's like, me to go do it. There you go. She's different soul. She like she cooks a lot. You know, she's Chinese from Taiwan, and she, she cooks a lot of like healthier style dishes and stuff. So, right. do you have any Thai food? Do you ever like make Thai food? I'm very good at Thai yeah. food. Yeah, but I won't do it here because, you know, I don't want to do Thai food here. But if you, if you, you know, if you look up my past history, I had a restaurant called Mai Tai Thai. And um, I learned um, the chef that I brought with me from Bangkok is still at the Aberdeen Marina Club now for almost 30 years. 
as she was cooking for the royal family. So I learned cooking with her, and then I evolved with it, and then I modernized it. But I didn't want to do it here, but I can cook really amazing Thai food. There you go. See, you had it here. We're nearly at the, the end. I could sit and talk to you for hours, but we can't talk about that. Although we're really, you know, you're a very interesting guy. Um, I ask everyone this question. So we've got a guy watching the channel now, never, ever been to Antio before, never been to Thailand. It's coming here for the very first time. And I say, son, put your bags down there. Come and sit next to Holland. What would be your one piece of advice for the first time of coming here to this city? I think just try to like behave yourself a little bit because it can be very dangerous getting out. And, um, you know, I see a lot of people just really go down the hill when they come here. It's, it is Sin City, but it is cleaning up a lot. So, but it's got such a beautiful, um, different sections of Bataya. You know, if you want to go down to the, to the, the red zone, you can go to the red zone. Yeah. If you want to go to the beauty zone, you go to the beauty zone. So it, that's what I like about Bataya. It, it has all different sections for everyone. Brilliant. But words of advice. I guess, like, you know, don't fall in love with a bar girl, I guess. I don't know. I don't know to tell you. You mean to say people fall in love with Really? Really? After, what, 10 days I'm in love? She's different. She's different. Oh, dear. This is actually bad. Thank you so much. Meanwhile, this bank account's empty. Well, you heard it here from on, and, and uh, I, we say this all the time, like, you know, just keep it real, guys. Don't fall in love. Anyway, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure. Pleasure. Guys, I will pull the information down below uh, for the restaurant. They'd like you say five till nine, seven days a week. No, we're all uh, we're off on Monday. Monday and Sunday we do our uh, blackout brunch. Okay, so check out the uh, link down below in the description, guys. All the information will come up. Honestly, it's a fantastic setup. It really is very nice. Uh, the food, is, well, as you can imagine, the food is excellent. So just come up, check it out, and uh, who knows? You can be sitting there next to this man. He'll tell you a lot more things that uh, he probably can't tell you on here. But anyway, I'll leave that for you two to discuss. All right, that's it. Thank you very much for watching, guys. Please, as always, remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. Uh, have a look on our Discord. Uh, it's over 14,000 members on there now. It's going with strength to strength. So please have a look on this. Totally uh, free of charge. It's packed full of information. Uh, all different restaurants, hotels, etc. So have a look on Discord. Check out our Instagram and our TikTok accounts. The links will be down below. We do lots of snippets now. So we come into different restaurants, different hotels. And we're doing you literally like 15 to 30 second uh, videos just to give you a quick snapshot of what's going on here in the city. And if you'd like to support the channel, there is a link on our members' website, buzzingpatia.com. Have a look on the left-hand menu, and it will show you there what I can't show you on here. All right, that's it from me. That's it from me. I want to thank you very much for watching, guys. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.